give intimacy to get sex. Women give sex to get intimacy. And I just begin to speak positive to myself. And I can tell you guys that eight months later, don't nobody love me better than I love me. Whenever an issue comes up, be willing to talk about it now. Don't let it grow, because everything planet grows into something. Yes. You just don't know what it's going to grow into. Yes. I know what you're thinking. This looks easy. Nah, we just make it look easy. Hello, I'm Ken Canyon. I'm your host of Love, Lust, and Lies. I like the way I do that intro. That's kind of dope, y'all. To me, it's dope. I don't even care if it's dope to y'all or not. But anyway, I'm your host of Love, and Love, Lust, and Lies, and I am one half of the Grand Canyons. We are relationship specialists, relationship coaches, and our job, my job of this particular show is to help women navigate the complexities of modern-day relationships. I got to say thank y'all. My audience has increased like, like three-fold since we first started like four weeks ago. And so now I am going to be expanding in May. Because uh, Melania and I are going to be teaching this class. Uh, Y'all, it's going to be so dope. I'll get into that later. But anyway, today, what we want to talk about today is lies women tell themselves. Not, not other people, but lies women tell themselves about men and about relationships. And the reason I wanted to do this one today is because I got a letter. What's up, Thomas? I got a letter and I want to read it. And so we're going to get cranking. All right, here's the letter. So, and it made me say, wow, I've got to do a whole session on that. All right, a whole session on that. So here's the letter. The letter said, dear Ken, uh, I've been watching your show, Love Less Than Lies. I love it. I have been dating a guy for five years. I love him and I want to get married. He has dated other women in the past, but never decided to marry them. I don't know what happened. They all seem to be good women. When we started dating, I never asked him many questions in fear that he might run away. First mistake. All right, we're going to talk about that. Second thing is, then it says, I recently asked him why he broke up with them and he said they wanted different things out of life. Okay, red flag. Now, he tells me he doesn't want to marry. I believed I could change him. I believed I could change him. Now I am not so sure. Your thoughts, Yolanda. Your thoughts, Yolanda. And so when I got that, I said, okay, I have to do a whole thing on lies that women tell themselves. She said something specifically in there that, that triggered me. That triggered me to say, I need to do this. And what she said in there was, I thought, she said, wait a minute. She said, da, 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 I never know. But I thought I could, oh, I believed I could change him. I believed that I could change him. Now, so let's get into this. So a lot of people, a lot of women, especially the nurturing types, the ones who say, you know what? I believe I can change this guy. If I stay in there long enough, if I give him my best, if I give him my best stuff, my best cootie cat, if I give him my best cooking, if I give him my best everything, then he will see the value in me. He will see the value in me. Okay. So when she told me that, 
We had a deeper conversation for about an hour. She booked a discovery session with me and I told her what the problem was. And so I'm going to touch on it today with y'all. All right. And so I said, I, and I told her, I said, listen, Yolanda, the first thing is, is we lie to ourselves, not just women, men, we lie to ourselves too, but this show is about helping women navigate. So I'll deal with men later when I deal with them one-on-one, -on -one. but we lie to ourselves about a lot of things, a plethora of things, but so that why? So that I'm going to give you the number one. I'm going to start it off. Well, y'all always know I give you the why behind everything. I give you the science, if you will. I'm kicking science, if you will, about why we do what we do. Because y'all know I study human behavior, been doing it for the last 25 years. So the first thing I want to tell you is why we lie to ourselves. Number one, the first thing we do, we lie to ourselves because it makes us feel better about our own behavior. Okay, so if a woman's in a relationship with a guy, and then, and then the guy's his, his bad behavior, he's doing what he wants to do, he's he cheating, he's doing all of this, and you're making excuses, okay, about his behavior. You lie to yourself so to make you feel better about staying in the relationship. Because you say to yourself, if, if, if you acknowledge the lie, you have to acknowledge there's something wrong with you with your decision making, okay? So what people do is they don't acknowledge the, the, the lie because it makes me feel better about my behavior. I'll give you a comparison point. I don't want to go political on this. It's called congruency, congruency of actions. So I'm not going to go too political, but I'm going to go into this a little bit because y'all know I kick it like I want to. Trump supporters. Now, you know, I'm not a Trump basher. Yes, I am. But anyway, whether you support him or not, but a lot of his followers will look at the things that he does. He's told over 5,000 lies. And what they do is they justify his behavior by blaming someone else. The media, the other people, Obama, anybody else. And what the people who voted for him says, it's someone else's fault. It's someone else's problem. What they do is even if they know that what he's doing is wrong, what they've done is because I have to justify my own behavior. I have to justify why I voted for him when I know these lies exist. So I have to blame someone else. It's called congruency. Okay? Congruency. i got to be congruent with my decisions. That's the first reason why I'm People lie to themselves. The second people lie, why people lie to themselves is facing the truth is much more painful than living with a lie. Now, I'll say that again. Facing the truth is much more painful than living with the lie. So what happens is, is if I face the truth that you know what? that I have become less than I should be, that I have, I'm not doing, I'm not living up to my potential. If I face the truth, that is more painful, that, that is less painful than me saying, okay, you know what? Uh, I don't want to go back to school. So I blame everybody else, my kids. I got too old. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. So it is far easier to live with the lie, okay? And the third thing and last thing is people lie to themselves because... If they lie to themselves, they feel like I'm afraid I might lose something. I might lose something. So well, y'all know, know how this is. What happens? 
So you see a, you see a person doing something, a, a, a guy doing a particular behavior. You know that you know this fool is doing something you never would tolerate with somebody else, but you feel like if I confront him on it, I might lose him. He might walk away from me, so let me just tolerate it. It's not that bad. You make excuses. He'll get better. Uh, nobody's perfect. Um, um, things like that. You know, you what you justify is you justify the behavior because you feel like you might lose something. All right. And those are the three reasons why most people tell lies. But those are so insidious that the, the, the lies we tell ourselves are far worse than the lies we tell other people. You know why? Because the lies we tell ourselves here, I often say this. Um, if you lie to yourself, you got no one else to trust. OK, if you lie to yourself, you have no one else to trust, because when you lie to yourself, it gets rooted in your subconscious. And then all of a sudden, you can't decipher between the lie and the truth. So you don't know what's the truth. And you've told yourself something so long, it has become true, even though it is a lie. Even though it's a lie. All right, so that's the reason why you lie. All right, so now let's get into the lies that women tell themselves in relationships, and thus they stay too long in the relationship, and then they get diminished as a human being because they're in it. Now, tomorrow, I'm going to do a session on how do I know when to get out? Have I stayed too long? I'm going to do a session on that. But today, the lies you tell yourself. Here's the first lie. First lie is this right here. Y'all know I always do my homework. The first lie is this. I'm going to be the one to change his mind. All right? That's the lie that she told. That's the lie that Yolanda told. Yolanda said, wait a minute. I'm going to disregard that he had three other good women just like me. Three other women with values. Three other women who's working. Three other women who supported him, but yet he wouldn't make a commit to any of them. And she said in her mind, she resolved in her mind that I'm going to be the one to change him. Now, first off, let me say, let me tell you this right here. You never change a man's mind. You don't change a man's mind. I'll say it again. You don't change a man's mind. A man makes up his own mind. Okay, and so what women do, the mistake that they make is they think I'm going to change his mind, but you never change a man's mind. A man decides, he makes up his mind. If a woman is with a man and she has coerced him to change his mind and it wasn't his decision, ultimately that man will not be the man that you want to be with. Okay, because number one, I talked about it yesterday. He'll be the spineless man. You want to bear, you want to be with the leader? He'll be the spineless man. And the spineless man is not the man you want to marry because if you've coerced him, you've influenced him. And I don't mean he's looked at your core values and he said, this is the woman that I desire to be with. Now, if he does that, that means that he's made up his own mind. You have not made it up for him. So you don't change a man's mind. No, what you do is you present your authentic self forward. You present your core values forward. And the man decides based on what your core values are, based on what I see in terms of your authenticity, your caringness, your person who you are. Notice what I said, your authentic self, your authentic self. Then he decides. This is the woman that I want to be with. And when you go into it, like what she said, I felt like I could change him. Ah, mistake. 
All right. Lie, she told herself. Now, she didn't know it was a lie until I told her it was a lie. All right. Number two, second lie. Oh, this one big right here. Second lie that women tell themselves about men in relationships. Having sex with him will bring me closer to his heart. Having sex with him will bring me closer to his heart. He's going to feel an emotional connection with me when I give him this good loving. Okay. Mistake. Big lie. Huge lie. So what you're conflating, you're conflating two different things. You're conflating a physical connection with an emotional connection. So what happens is now a man can move from a physical connection into emotional connection, but it ain't because your cootie cat good. That, that's just, that's like, that's like whipped cream on a strawberry sundae. That's added too. Now, what I'm telling people is this right here. I'm telling people this right here. Listen, if you have sex, you grown. I get it. If you want to have sex, get it. But don't believe just because your stuff good is it. That's going to bring him closer to you. That's going to make him. Yeah. What is going to make him do? Call your ass at 1015 at night and say, look, what you doing? Can you come by? You see what I'm saying? So what you're doing is you're looking for a, an emotional connection through a physical channel. Oh, snap. I'm going to repeat that. You're looking for a, an emotional connection through a physical channel. That's not how it works. The mind, hey, you know, hey, what's up, Greg? Hey, the character, the romantic preacher. That dude's smart, y'all. But what, what happens is, is the way a man works is this. Every man wants sex. I get it. We all want sex. I want sex. The next man wants sex. Just because a man says he wants sex with you, I would, I would think something wrong if he didn't want sex. Now, the other thing is, he may want sex because we're wired that way. We have testosterone buildup. We want sex. I got it. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that women have to understand. Women want, women love sex too, but they want intimacy. They want to be cared about. See, I, I got to tell y'all this. I get this. A man's need, a man's need is to be appreciated. That's his, his, his number one needs in a relationship. He wants to be appreciated. Okay, he wants to know that you appreciate him. A woman's need is she wants to be loved and cared for. She wants to be loved. That's her need. So, now, now, so, so, so watch this. So when uh, this is the intimacy in what she gets in intimacy. So when they're having sex, okay, the man has a need to have sex. The woman has a need to be cared for. Okay. Now, I, I just want you to don't conflate the two. Now, when you're having a physical connection with a guy and the guy wants to have sex with you. That does not mean he wants to connect with you. Let me repeat that. When a guy has sex with you, it does not mean that he wants to have an, an emotional connection with you. It just means that he wants to have a physical connection with you. So don't conflate. Don't conflate the idea that if I give him good loving, he's going to give me his heart. That's a lie. The way you get to a man's heart is this. I'm going to tell y'all something I didn't say before. I, I thought about it last night and I, as I was studying, I was reading this book and I was thinking about something. And let me tell you some way to get to a man's heart. The way to get to a man's heart is this, is number one, find out who that man is. You, she said in her letter, she never asked the questions. Y'all, that's why Milani, Shani and I, uh, my, my coaching business partner, we wrote this book called Just Ask. 
50 questions you should ask every man to find out if he's the one. If you haven't gotten it, you need to get it today. And I'm going to tell you why you need to get it. Because true intimacy doesn't come from sex. True intimacy comes from sharing Asking questions, getting to the core of a person's heart, their passions, their beliefs, the things they care about, the things that hurt them. Now, when you can get to a man's heart like that, then you got an emotional connection. But that don't happen through a boot, through your getting that booty up. I'm just gonna keep it one hundred with you. Number three, number three lies women tell themselves. All right, he will stop the bad behavior. All I have to do is give it time. No, watch this, watch this. He'll stop the bad behavior. He'll stop talking down to me. All I had to do is give it time. He'll stop cheating. All I got to do is give it time. He'll stop abusing me mentally, okay, and physically sometimes. All I got to do is give it time. First off, that's bullshit. I'm just going to keep it honest with you because what women do is you feel like because he good some of the time, okay, because he makes me feel good some of the time, I will not look at the character flaws that I see, that he is abusive. I will look at the character flaws because I, 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 I will look past those character flaws because when we together, I'm happy. When we together, he knocked my back out. He make me feel good. And so what happens to you is this. I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt who says, when a person, you know, shows you who they are, believe them, believe them. But remember, it's a lie we're telling ourselves. And so because we're telling ourselves this lie, because we're telling ourselves this lie, we perpetuate the lie. We perpetuate the lie by allowing them to keep doing the behavior. Women, that's why a lot of times you are complicit. You are his accomplice in treating you bad. You're his accomplice. You're complicit because what you do is you disregard it. You see it. Okay. Then you like, then you might get upset. You might say something, but then you see it again. And then you don't say anything. And then he tells you, I'm sorry. I won't do it again. I won't do this and this again. And then I will do this and this again. And when you see it more than once, it's a pattern. All I'm saying is whether you want to believe it or not, it's a pattern. So what I'm saying to you is, is believe it. That's a lie. If he, you know, if, if he'll stop, just give it time. Yeah, right. Hmm. How's that working out for you? Number four. Number four, and this is a, this is more of a mindset one right here. All men cheat or all men are taken. I've heard women that I coach say stuff like that. And I'm going to tell you why you say stuff like that. People say stuff like that because they want to justify their current behavior. They want to justify their current situation. If I say that, then that makes it okay for me to be single. That makes it okay for me to do what it is I'm doing. If I say that all men cheat, then because I don't have a man, because now I can absolve myself of a particular behavior. There is a problem with that. The problem with that is when you say all men cheat or all men are taking, what you're doing essentially is you're programming your subconscious mind to keep you single. You don't see it because it's happening on a subconscious level. If you say all men cheat, all men are taken, 
what you're going to do subconsciously, that program is going to play over and over and over again. And what you will do is you will sabotage your any possibility of a relationship because you've told your brain, you know what, I'm in chief. I mean, even if he hasn't given you a sign, even if he's had done, if he's done nothing but good stuff, what you're going to do is say, I'm in cheat because I programmed to believe that it's supposed to be. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look for anything that represents that. belief. Remember, I talked about congruency, anything that represents what I believe. Oh, oh, you got off work at four o'clock. You didn't call me to four fifteen. You, no, you had to go to your car. I don't care anything about that. You had to talk to a coworker. You had to step to work. No, you're cheating. And what you're doing is you are conditioning yourself to stay single. Y'all, that one right there, first thing, when you get in me and, me and Milani's class, we're going to eradicate all of this old belief stuff that has caused you pain. You haven't healed from your last pain and you're perpetuating that same thing over and over and over again. Thus, when you perpetuate it, it keeps you grounded and lack, and you won't have any. You won't ever get anybody, and that's the part of the problem. And so we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to get rid of that. All right, number five, and I'm almost done. Let me see my time. I got a little time, all right? Just a little bit. I want to make a, number, number five, here's another lie that, that women tell themselves. If it feels right, it is right. Now, I'm going to tell you why this is a lie. Emotions in relationships you cannot trust your emotions in relationship. You cannot trust that which you feel. I'm going to tell you why you can't. Feelings in relationships are unreliable, okay? Because when you fall in love, you know that feeling of I'm falling in love, okay? What you're actually doing is you're not necessarily falling in love. I told you, I, I've explained this before, but what's actually happening is your brain is releasing hormones. They call it, it's a cocktail of love hormones, dopamine, oxytocin, um, and serotonin. And then they uh, release a thing called opiates. They're hormones too. And what this concoction does, this concoction creates that feeling of in love that you have. That feeling, wow, whenever you see that phone come up on the text, you get the smiling, you start tingling all over, you're feeling good, and y'all know all of a sudden you're tingling down on the inside. On the inside. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Well, what's actually happening to you is those hormones are being released that create this feeling that you think you have of love. And during the part, during this time, and they say that feeling, they call that the passionate love stage of love. During that time, what happens to you is the logical side of your brain, because we have two sides. We have the emotional side. I'll go into that another day. Then we have a logical side. What happens is, is when you begin to, the hormones begin to get released, you overlook things from a logical perspective that you would not normally overlook. You overlook the fool ain't working. You overlook that he asking you for everything, that he don't have gas money. You overlook things that you would never overlook because of this cocktail of hormones. That's why you can't trust your emotion in the first stage of love. The first stage of love is this passionate, obsessive love. They say it lasts on average about two and a half years. Then you, then if your relationship lasts, it moves to what we call the mature love stage or the committed love stage. When all of a sudden you notice their flaws and you accept the flaws that you know what 
I'm going to love you through the flaws. Now I notice we all have flaws. I can see them very clearly and I'm going to love you through the flaws. I'm going to love you anyway. And so if you ain't at that stage, you cannot trust your hormones. What you got, what you have to do is, is you have to look at their core values. You got to be willing to wait, wait on it. Wait on it. You got to be willing to be patient so the person will show you their core value system. Because their core value system, uh, in my new book, me and my wife's new book, I say attraction, attraction will get them. Only their core values will keep them. You may, you might be attracted to a guy, but if your core values don't line up, they don't line up, y'all ain't going to stay together. And that's the plain and simple of it. And the lie that we say is, if it feels right, it must be right. Nope, that's a lie. All right. All right. So let me get to the last one. I got two more, but I'm about to cut, I'm gonna cut it off with this last one. And this, this is the last one. Is this. When I meet a man, when I meet the man of my dreams, I'm going to be happy. When I meet the man of my dreams, I'm going to be happy. That is a lie that women tell themselves. And here's why. Because you're looking externally for a problem that's internally. Okay? You're looking external for a problem that's internal. See, true happiness doesn't come from outside. True happiness comes from the inside. I've got to be happy. Okay? And I always say you start with happiness first. Okay? Because if you get married, if you find the man of your dreams and you're not happy, what's going to happen is, is the relationship will ultimately not be good. It will not be happy because you're relying on them to give you something. You have to manifest yourself. You're relying on them to get to bring you something that you have to bring yourself. And so what happens to people is they're looking for somebody else. When I meet this guy, I'm going to be happy. When I have this family, you ever heard women say, when I have my family, I'm going to be happy. When I meet this guy, I'm going to be happy. When I do this, I'm going to be happy. How about you try to be happy first? Then you'll be happy because if you're not happy first, those things, those external things that you're looking for are not going to be happy, going to bring you happiness. That's why I say to people, look, start working on you during this time of Corona. This is a great time, y'all. Y'all, I always tell people, say it's dark out there. No, and I listen, y'all, Santa Claus delivered presents in the dark because today is the, is the present is a gift. What you need to do is use this time to work on you because on the other side of Corona, you need to be a better version of yourself. And a lot of people will watch these videos. They look outside themselves for motivation. I always tell people, you know, motivational speakers, I'm one myself. All we are are emotional drug dealers. That's all we are. But my thing is, I want to move beyond being an emotional drug dealer. I want to be a person who compels you, compels you to look inside. Because I want to change me first. Y'all, during this coronavirus, I've written two books. Because I said, look, I'm stuck in the house. I've started this show. I'm meeting people I never would have met. Because you know what I said? I said, there is, in every adverse situation, there is an equal and an opposite benefit. We just have to be willing to look for it, y'all. We just have to be willing to look for it. Those are the things I want to tell you. Those are the lies that people tell us. Now, how many lies have you told yourself? 
I want you to do your homework and ask him, write to me, inbox me, and tell me what lies you've told yourself that may have prohibited you from getting the relationship you desire. Or if you're in a relationship now, what lies have you said? And, and I want to give you, you know, and the last thing before I go is what I call the word of the day. The word of the day is simply this, is people out there say, I've been looking for myself. I'm looking to find myself. The truth is, you will never find yourself. You create yourself. Now get this. The man I've become, I've created that man. God made us all great. But the thing of it is, you create who you're supposed to be. You can't go find that person if that per if you haven't created, if you haven't studied, if you haven't hungered to be that person. I don't know what you're looking for because you're going to find them. You create the person. Create oneself. Stop looking for oneself and create them. That's your word of the day, y'all. Listen, thank you so much. But I got to say this. In this letter, the thing that struck me was she never asked the question. Milani and I wrote this book. Just ask. 50 questions you need to know to find out if he's the one. Y'all, you got to be okay with, number one, asking yourself the questions. Asking yourself the questions. Then the second thing is you got to be okay with asking him the questions because if you don't ask, like she never asked, it's five and two years into the relationship and she's thinking, I should have asked. I should have asked. Okay? If you're interested in that book, just as a great read, well, prior to our course, just inbox me. But y'all, it's coming. We're coming. And I'm going to need y'all help to help me get this out to the world and what we're doing out to the world. Eventually in May, I'm going to start doing advertising on our Grand Canyon's page. So I want y'all to come help us out. All right, y'all. That's it for today. I am done. All right. I appreciate you guys watching Love, Lust, and Lies. I am your host, Ken Canyon, and I'm out. I wanna be your type, and you wanna be my wife, but we can't make it right, cause we ain't got the time. You wanna live that life, with all these flashing lights, fancy cars and nice, but we ain't got the time. I wanna be your type, and you wanna be my wife, but we can't make it right, cause we ain't got the time. You wanna live that life, with all these flashing lights, fancy cars and nice, but we ain't got the time. We ain't got the time. No, we ain't got the time. No, we ain't got the time. No, no, we ain't got the time. No, we ain't got the time.